Sounds on Vinyl, the show where a couple of guys drink from the horns and celebrate listening to the best music on vinyl. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Phil. Hey, hey, welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl show. As always, my name is Phil Boyer, and from across the great open sea, we have my brother from another mother, Mr. Professor Rockstar Extraordinaire, Mr. Viking, of course, he goes by Mike Svensson every day. So oh, there we going. go. Keep going. Let's go. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could just sit there all day and listen to you. That, that, that's the show. Just inter- introducing that's... Mike. That's all we're going to do. All right. Thanks for listening. Fucking we'll see hell. you guys next week. And no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those introductions, man. I should record them and and have them if for as an introduction when I meet new people. So <laughs> so who are you? Play it. And I just and, and yeah, just play is, it on on my go. phone. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? And press another one. Here here we go. <laughs> oh man, that is too much. Sorry, uh, right there, it's too much. <laughs> but hey, I'm not complaining. Hey, there so, you go, man. Um, there you go. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so uh, what's up? What you know? We're just kicking back, drinking out of the horns. Oh yeah. Spinning oh, vinyl man. as always. You know that. Oh, you that's, know that's it. what life is. That's what we do. Mm. That's what we talk about. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, you we... got any finds yeah. this week? Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I I forgot. You forgot? I forgot to take them with them. Quit oh. me. What the fuck is wrong with me? Oh, I have one here. I have one here right in front of me. I should have shown this last week. So I have to wing it right now. Got to wing it. Are we? I got to wing it. We got to wing it. It's this little album right here. Ooh, Thin Lizzy. I, I, there we go. Yeah, I bought a couple. I bought a couple of, of um, finds. But I, I uh, left them in my living room where I have all my records. So, uh, but, I, but I found this one. And, uh, well, what do you know? Do I need another copy of this one? Of course. What the, what the hell kind of a question is that? Of, of course. course I do. Of course. If you have to uh, ask I... that question, then you don't know. <laughs> no. Am you I see? right? I, you are. Always. You're <laughs> always right. And, and this is, we, we talked about this so many times before. Uh, the special stuff from the from the seventies and the eighties. I mean, just look at this. There, there's a, a a cartoon of the band right here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can actually see me holding up this album. Uh, and if you're not on YouTube, well, it's your loss. You see, it's your loss. Because we're we're doing video nowadays, so that you can watch all this beautiful artwork from all mm-hmm. the vinyl records that we show here on Sounds of Vinyl. Right. So, but this is kind of cool. This is, it, it gets me every time I see this one because you can open it up like this and then oh, you, you got a whole story on, here. Full on picture. Full on comic. Look at <gasps> that. You see? That's awesome. I mean, you don't do, I mean, you don't print albums like this anymore. It's, I mean, no. you get the full Monty right here. Get the picture of the band. I mean, the, I mean, the artwork. I mean, this album, 
I mean, come on. Jailbreak, Angel from the Coast, Running Back. I mean, the boys are back in town. Cowboy Song, Emerald. I mean, it's, it's really it's well a classic, put Ben right? Lizzie on the map, if we're being honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. a so, great so record. If, it is. So if you haven't heard uh, Thin Lizzie before, you, you should probably start with this Jailbreak. Released in 1970, I should know this, six? Or, fuck, I have to pull it out and, and, and see. It's a no vertical label. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, We've we shown uh, different vertical labels w- with Soren. And, mm-hmm. and this is like, I think this is a second or third vertical. And if you see, if I hold it up, this is like the original vertical label, which there is Black go. Sabbath. There you go. Right there. And this album was released in 1976. You see? You 76, see? I know, I know my stuff. There you go. Yes. And fairly good copy. I uh, actually found this in the dollar bin. Uh, You're so lucky, man. Is, you find a lot of shit cool. in the dollar bin. That... Yeah, but I but I, I, I go digging like two, three uh, uh, times a, a week uh, <laughs> in my local record store. So... They know me, me by name, I know, and say, hey, Mike. Oh, here comes going? Mike. Here comes that guy. Yeah. He's going to be here for like hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Digging through the dollar bin. <laughs> yeah. And 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 uh, they they uh, they take pity on me. And, and sometimes I, I get to a sneak peek before they set everything out in, in, in the store. So I get to go into this to the office, to the special crates and, and beforehand. See, you see, VIP. I'm, I'm so special. VIP, VIP. But I, I've been a customer in in uh, one of the shops since I was like uh, 13 years old, and that shop has been around from like the 60s. Mm. So, uh, so they know me, and the owner who started out as um, as as a kid because it, it was his parents who owned the record shop. And now his kids are taking over, which is kind of oh. cool. So it's yeah, it's a generating cool. thing. So yeah, so it's it's really cool. So uh, I didn't come prepared. I I'm sorry. I uh, I had son some of a more bitch albums. I son of a bitch. Yeah, we just might as well end the see? show. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Uh, fuck this, right? Mike no. screwed up. Yeah, <laughs> fuck Mike and his fucking albums. <laughs> God damn it! It's cool. <laughs> but we got. It is. I hope we don't know because we're we, just we, we got it. we got what? an awesome record we're going to talk about today. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we're 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 going to go even back before Thin Lizzy. We're going to go like oh, yeah. what maybe ten years, nine years before that Thin Lizzy mm, record came out. Yeah, nine years. And for a little band, some people may have heard of them. You know, they they, they oh, were yeah. sort of sort of big back in the day. They were mm, called Windows. Of. Windows. Yeah. What? Oh no, that's the, the operating heck? system. We're, no. we're talking about the band. Oh crap! The doors. The doors. Oh. The fucking mm. doors. I mean. Oh, there you go. Oh. There you go. Hey, the it's, first record it's we're talking about. The first thing they oh, ever yeah. put out. Yeah. Released in uh, January in 1967. Mm-hmm. Uh, produced by. Uh, Paul Rothschild and recorded on the Sunset Recordings in Hollywood, California. Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
they recorded it. I think it was like in two weeks, because uh, they they played live. the The Doors was formed in uh, in 1965, and they started playing almost immediately at at the club. So um, they they had everything down. So when they went to to the studio, they they just cut the record in like two weeks, and and that was it. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So. And for our viewing listeners, did that sound right? No. Viewers, I don't know. viewers, viewers on YouTube. Viewers. This yes. is what the album looks like. I'm gonna take it out of my plastic sleeve and show it to you. It looks like this. Isn't that gorgeous? You there see, there's an innocent Jim Morrison there with the whole band. <laughs> Did you say innocent Jim Morrison? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. I, I read somewhere. I read somewhere that that they uh, thought that he looked innocent, uh, contrary to to what he became. Uh, hmm. okay. I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But I I used that metaphor. I don't know why. <laughs> but innocent it's Jim uh, a good looking boy or dude or young kid. I don't know. They're in the twenties, right here. I he, think. he got the ladies, man. He was he was definitely he got the ladies. Yeah. Yes. And and talking about uh, albums per se, and me go crate digging and, and finding stuff. This is actually one of these finds that I I I got. And you know me digging through the dollar bins, going to flea markets and 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 thrift stores and and whatnot uh, and. Just digging, and one in a hundred or one in a thousand, I I come across stuff that really matters. But I actually I I wanted a copy of 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 this album just to so since I'm not uh, a collector of the Doors, I just wanted uh, uh, a record that I could play and enjoy. So I I didn't think too much about it. Uh, I read on the backside, there's a little marking here. You cannot see it, I think. It says uh, printed in the USA, which is always cool. Whoa, this, it's an American band. The album is printed in the US, which is kind of cool. Uh, I thought it was a repress, um, but it's actually not. So mm. I, I use my uh, Discogs. Uh, which is a database of, of um, we talked about this before, but I'm going to mention it again. It's a database where you can find all the pressings made. Of course, it's it's made by people who work with with, with the Discogs. So there's uh, music enthusiasts working, but also people can join in and, and say, hi, I found this copy. I haven't seen them in, in your database, so I'm, I'm putting it in. But... Uh, this album, there is like 250 posts about this album, and particularly in different pressing, repress, and, and so forth. And I tried to find this one, and I, I actually couldn't, because it's it's there is stuff on here that varies a bit. Uh, for instance, the Electra label, they, they were released on the Electra Records back in the day. So uh, this is the Electra label right there. And if you're watching, you can see it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you're missing out. 
<laughs> the electoral <laughs> label right there. And the the difference between the first U.S. copy that I found, it, it's not it doesn't say stereo over there. It, it, it's blank, or it's it, on on the mono once it says mono instead. So I mm. had a hard time uh, finding this copy. Uh, so I thought for the longest of time it has to be a a, a, a reprint because they do when when the first copies are sold out and and they the lacquers are getting worn they, they use another one. So, uh, but to my surprise, I found an inscript in the runout. We talked about this with Soren. This is the runout group mm-hmm. where uh, the people that work at the pressing plants and, and mastering people, they uh, do their initials and and write uh, some different stuff. And uh, and there's a, a matrix number here uh, so that you know which kind of album it is and when it was printed. But I found uh, an inscript here called, and it says um, AL. And I haven't seen this before. Uh, and I'm not like Soren. I I I, I haven't memorized every uh, uh, inscript that is in the Ronald groove, so I had to look that up. And it says it's an Allentown uh, pressing, uh, uh, and I actually don't know much about Allentown, but it's I I I haven't seen this before, so I I had to look the look it up, and I said, well, maybe. I found it in a dollar bin, paid a dollar for it. I thought, well, maybe it's it's worth like uh, five or six bucks, something like that. And actually, right now, it's on sale at Discogs for $350. Jeez. You see? Mm-hmm. Damn. So every now and then, when you go crate digging like a maniac, like me, um, uh, you can find really cool stuff. So, so I'm I'm pretty happy about this one. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a decent copy. There is a ringware, uh, which you can see here, uh, mm-hmm. and there is some fair amount of hairlines on the record itself. But it plays good. No skipping, uh, no nothing. So it's it's um, I've cleaned it up a bit. So it's um, it's really I'm I'm very satisfied. I um, almost shit my pants yesterday when I found, <laughs> finally found it. Oh, look well, at there this! You, go. you see, mm, right there. Awesome. The mystique of the band. So should we talk about the music? Yeah, let's talk about the music. Like you know, th- this yeah. was one of those records that I think the 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 one famous song, "Light My Fire." is what introduced mm-hmm. me to the doors and it's what mm. made me hate the doors. <laughs> I hate that fucking song. Something about that song oh, man. just hits every single nerve in my body. And I just, I can't do it. Oh. I can't handle that song. Mm-hmm. And for years, and that was like early eighties that I discovered that song. I heard it on the radio mm-hmm. for whatever reason it had a revival in the eighties. And it yeah, was played it's, everywhere. Was the Oliver Stone fil- film, you know, the movie and, with Oliver Stone. And it was just like, okay, fuck this band. 
fuck this song. I hate it. And <laughs> a few years later, um, I had this friend and, and he was so into the doors, like, so in, like mm-hmm. he, the favorite band he's, he's like you and kiss, right? Mm-hmm. It was like the doors, everything. He's like, dude, you got to yeah. listen to the doors. You got to listen. I'm like, no, fuck that, that band. And then I heard, uh, uh, riders on the storm. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, I'm sold. I'm sold. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sold. And, you know, I was listening to, the, to this album, uh, this morning before we recorded and mm-hmm. it's an odd record. It's a good record. It is with mm. the exception of that shitty ass, like my fire song. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, let, let, oh, let's man. go, let's go through the track list. I mean, wh- wh- yeah. what are some of your favorites on here? I mean, uh, actually, uh, the first single that got released, what was actually a break on through, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a, a, a really great song. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not agree with with uh, to the fullest extent what you say about light my fire i think it's a good song but with that being said uh if they if they took it out i i wouldn't miss it You'd be okay with but it? it's it's yeah it's there and it's it, it became a single and it it uh, it was the song that that put the doors on the map mm-hmm. musically Right. Uh, so I think it's it's an important song on this album, uh, but a break on through. Um, I I remember because I saw the Oliver Stone movie, of course, uh, everybody did, and uh, Val Kilmer he did a fantastic job uh, mm-hmm. depicting uh, Jim Morrison, which is kind of hard, I would imagine. But he's he, he also sang uh, for real in the movie. And he did uh, a couple of uh, of takes uh, from I think they 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 edited out uh, Jim's voice and and used the background with the doors so so that that um, the rest of the members could listen to uh, what uh, Val Kilmer was sounding like in in his uh, portrayal of, of of Jim. And so they went to the studio and. I, I remember reading uh, uh, an interview where Ray Manzarek played keyboards and or Hammond or whatever you want to call it. And he said, uh, we're sort of like um, it was back and forth, back and forth all the time. And I got a little uh, irritated. Uh, so we went to the studio and, and uh, I think it was break on through that, that sounded through the speakers and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're, we all heard it. We we want to listen to Val. That's why we're here. Play the song. Just play the song. We we haven't got all day. And the producer said, "Well, it's it's playing." What? So it's this Val singing? Yeah. And Ray said, "Damn, it sounded like uh, Jim." Um, but when they sat down, of course, of course, they they there were some some differences. But but in in an in an agitated state, they they actually thought that Val was Jim. It, it, it was the, the same mm-hmm. dude singing, uh, so he he did a good job. So, and that's that's when they knew that this movie is going to be great. 
Yeah. And uh, Val Kilmer had such respect for for the band and for doing a portraying Jim and, and they had a lot of meetings and he was actually really scared about playing the role of Jim since he was so iconic which I thought was really, really cool. So they, they met at, at, a, at, a, at a good point and, and uh, talked it out. So so that's cool. Yeah. So, But uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I just I think it was a year or two because like you, I had, a, I had a friend who listened to a lot of stuff like this, uh, The Doors and, and some other 60s stuff. Uh, uh, Credence, uh, the Mamas and the Papas, and and so forth. And I didn't get anything of it. And he played Breakdown Through because that was more metal, he thought. And I'm thinking, okay, this is not metal. So what the hell is going on here? Uh, but that and and he often played that song, and he played Light of My Fire. And it grew on me, and all of a sudden, of course, the movie came out, and and I, I saw that one, and and then I was sold. So, uh, which I which I think it's it, it's pretty cool that that uh, that movie turned out to be such a, a box office hit. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I I think for a lot of people, if not all the people, the Doors is Jim Morrison. Oh yeah, but. For me, it's Ray Manzarek. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And I know Jim wrote, you know, most of the, the songs, music, lyrics, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, Ray's playing just takes those songs to a different level. And and I think if it mm-hmm. was anybody else, it, the, the songs wouldn't be as, as good. Um, I, I also think that if you look at the lyrics, listen to the lyrics. They're they're not they're not the best. <laughs> I think I think you need to be high to really get it. You know, um, yeah, to, to 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 get the full experience. So for yeah. me, it, it, it's got to be Ray Manzarek. And I think when you listen to these songs, the the his work on these is just I yeah. think incredible. Mm. But in all fairness, it, it it wasn't actually lyrics, musical lyrics from from the get go. It was poems, and True. and Ray. That's a fair point. And Ray yes. and and Ray told Jim, "We should put a band together and and play, and you should sing some of these poems because it's going to be beautiful music." Right. Yes. And Jim Jim was actually reluctant at first. Um, yeah, yeah. So, because because I'm a I'm a I'm a history buff. You know that I'm a history uh-huh. teacher also. So I I I need stuff to be accurate. So I saw this in the movie. Of course, it's in there the whole conversation. But I had to look it up and see if it's matched the reality. Right. And I found uh, uh actually found uh an interview uh on online uh where Ray talks about their first uh, uh meeting and 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 it's like you said he had the music already in his head so he was a genius Ray Masaryk he had right. he had everything in his head how he wanted the doors to sound and uh, w- with that being said i mean he played I and mean, it's for people 
out there listening to to us blabber about this, uh, you have to understand that the Doors was something really special when when they came onto the scene in in the mid sixties, because uh, it was fairly common that you had one guitar player, uh, you had one bass player, you had a drummer, and then you had a singer. Uh, but the Doors didn't have a bass player. So Ray, he played multiple keyboard strokes. So he mm-hmm. had a bass on one hand. I'm I'm using for for people <laughs> listening. I'm using my my right hand because he played it like this. Go on YouTube and watch me doing crazy shit with my hands yes. right now. But but it's it's he put the bass. Uh, on 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 one set of key, keyboards and and then he he put the melody on a completely different one which i think it's i mean that's the door sound it is you didn't need a bass bass player cuz he played it everything every note so for him to to approach jim with lyrics i i, I he took he told the interviewer right there, I I didn't know shit about lyrics. And, and here <laughs> comes Jim with all this weird stuff. And I think we could really do something with this. Uh, so he persuaded Jim to, to, to form a band. And so that's the story from, from like Remanseric right there. And then we have so, and, uh, this. This is the result yeah. of, of all that. Yeah. That first I mean, record uh, of... yeah. And there's some odd stuff G- on here. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Of course. Uh, I mean, we, we should go through it. It starts out with break on through uh, to the other side. Of course, uh, mm-hmm. Soul Kitchen. I, I oh, great song. Actually, yeah. Actually, there there isn't a um, there isn't a bad song on on this this album uh, for me. Uh, I really really dig this album, uh, the Crystal Ship. Because uh, everything in here, if even if you think that it's damn, that's a weird song, but if you listen to, because I can't, I can't listen to music like this on on Spotify. Uh, I I just can't. I have to do the the vinyl version. I have to put side one on, listen to those six songs: uh, Break on Through, Soul Kitchen, The Crystal Ship. 20th Century Fox Alabama song "Light My Fire," and then I, and then I had to turn the whole thing over to to side two and listen to that one. So okay, I'm skipping ahead, but there there is every every song here has uh, a meaning for me. It's it's eleven songs that introduces you to the band called The Doors, and it's. I think it's I don't know which magazine it was. Could it be Rolling Stones? I don't know. But it's top ten uh best debut albums ever made. And some people say this is like the best there is. This is the best debut mm-hmm. album from a rock Interesting. band ever in history. So I don't know. Uh I think it's a good album. I I if it is uh, a voted thing that that people have contributed to this top ten list. I I would vouch for it. It top ten of of the best rock albums ever made, debut albums, I should say. 
So, but I I I I skipped ahead a bit. So so should we go? We had Crystal Ship as number three, mm-hmm. uh, then we got Twentieth Century Fox, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is also a good song. Then we have yeah, had a. It's a, okay. Yeah. Okay. Not so much. No. Okay. Not okay, for moving me. Along. Yeah. Uh, Alabama song. Alabama song. Is, uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a cover. It, it reminds me like I, I'm I'm in Eastern Europe somewhere, out in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. which could be the yeah. beginning of like a horror film. And and I'm in this yeah. like tiny little bar with all the locals in it. And this is the yeah. music that I would think that this like gypsy kind of music that I would feel would be played in there. It's got this Eastern yeah. European gypsy kind of feel, yeah. which after a few whiskeys would be fun. <laughs> this is actually this is actually uh, uh, I think it's a symphonic piece from from a, a, a theatrical uh, player or of some sort. It, it's it's something that Ray heard, and oh, is it, it? it's supposed to. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I heard somewhere that he had listened to this piece and said, "Wow, this is kind of cool." Uh, and the melody in there is supposed to be some sort of i i don't know if the, it's the complete flo- song if if it is actually named the alabama song a whiskey bar uh but uh it is actually uh, from from a um symphony orchestra playing this uh in some hmm. movie or or uh i don't know well, it but it is odd the way they spell whiskey with no e. Yeah, because yeah. that's not the American way to spell whiskey. Them no. being an American no. band, mm-hmm. right? So that I thought that was kind of interesting yeah. too. Yeah. So that makes and sense. You can see, yeah, and it, uh, on on the record here it says Wilbrecht uh, and Whitmark. So it's it's not their song. Oh. Well, there you go. But, but it's so famous right now, so everybody thinks that it's a door song. That's so. when you know you've covered a song right, when everybody oh, yeah. thinks it's yours. <laughs> In the moon of Alabama, da, 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 da. show me the way to the next whiskey, whiskey bar. bar. <laughs> oh, don't ask why. Are you see? There we go. I mean, it, I mean, it, it fits Jim. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. You see, he didn't yeah. know even know it. He was singing about himself. There you go. You see, oh, oh, and number six uh, on the first side one. It's your favorite. Yes, light my fire. Yeah, I'll set that fucking song mm. on fire so we'll never have to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should do a top ten list of of of, of the top ten oh. songs that Phil hates. <laughs> I mean, sure. top, the, top that 10 would, hated top songs. In fact, when I listen to this record, I, I listened to it twice this morning before we yeah. recorded. And every time yeah. that song came on, I fucking skipped it. I didn't even listen. Oh, to it. I, I couldn't even man. just let it roll. I couldn't do it. It is the one song that if it comes on the radio, I'm fucking changing the channel. I don't care if it's ah. the doors. I'm doing it. Oh, man. You're so bad. Yeah. And. So and 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 for me with the vinyl record right here, skipping over it and and turning the page, yeah, flipping the vinyl over to the side two, you got Backdoor Man, and that's also a cover by Willie Dixon. 
you know, the blues, mm-hmm. blues player. This uh, this record is pretty bluesy. Oh I yeah, say very bluesy. But, but if you, yeah, but going back to Ray Manzarek, I mean, th- that guy, he is, uh, uh, he's so bluesy with with his playing. Mm-hmm. You you see the the bass bass notes that that he plays. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's. Uh, I mean, even Robbie Krieger at some sometimes when he plays the, the guitar, it's fairly bluesy, and John Dansmore mm-hmm. on the drums. It's uh, they're a blues band for crying out loud. I think. Yeah, I think but, so. But they are doing a rock and roll thing about it. Except uh, this next song. This is not a. This yeah. is, This next song is not a blues <laughs> song. No. <laughs> I, I looked at you. I looked at you. Yeah. I, I, you know, everybody out there is going to laugh, but go and yes. listen to this song and tell me that yeah. it doesn't remind you of the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, had to be in the, in, in the same period of time, right? I don't know yeah, when. I think when, the monkeys were around in what, 60. Yeah, about mid sixties, yeah. the late sixties. I think they, yeah. I remember seeing the TV show when when I was a kid. They, they did some did some reruns. Hey, hey, with the monkeys, and I thought, yeah. what does, what the hell is going on here? But I thought it was pretty funny. I didn't actually uh, know that that it was a band that that yeah. they played together, and I thought, what? I mean, it's a comedy. This ain't real, but. <laughs> Lo and behold, it was. Yeah. Damn. Okay, moving on. Number three, end of the night. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that one? I think it's a great song. I, I, I think do so think too. though that this record as a whole, and I think especially this song, he was uh, Jim Morrison seemed to be very obsessed with death. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and this song and and the last song on here, which we'll get to here in a sec, but yeah, this was uh, yeah, I, it's a great song. Mm. And 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 it's uh, it's funny. Uh, okay, maybe it's not funny, but but I uh, it's if the 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 story is correct, he witnessed a, a car crash when he was a kid, uh, where several people died. Uh, on a highway, uh, so he witnessed death really early on, mm-hmm. and for some that kids, can fuck it's, you up. yeah. For but for some kids, it's it's really scary. But for Jim, it it became some sort of an outlet for him to to talk about it in his poems and and so forth. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that's just my take on it. So, but I know that he he witnessed. Something horrible. I, I I don't know. I don't have all the details, but it's it's the story goes something like that. Uh, uh, number four, take it as it comes. I think that's a great song too. I mean, I it, think it's, it's it's my favorite on the record. Yeah, the keys in this are just fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's them. light my fire. You you, you don't. You just well, that's don't a close second. To admit. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, uh, fittingly, it's called The End. It's an the epic end. piece. 11 minutes and 35 seconds. Yeah, who the fuck I mean, releases an 11-minute song in see? the 60s? Nobody fucking did yeah. that. No. The doors. And, <laughs> and, the, 
and on their debut album too, which I think yeah. it's it's pretty bold. And but see, I what what I I want to talk about that song, but oh yeah, first I I think this whole record is a representative of how the music was back then and the latitude that record labels gave bands to put stuff out. We've talked about yeah. David Bowie's first record. That was like, we don't even know, is that even music? I don't know what that is. Right. Even yeah. Alice Cooper's first record, it was so different and so out there. And yet they were allowed to put that out there doors coming out of nowhere and being able to put this, this record out and then close it out with this 11 and a half minute song yeah. that doesn't even make sense, <laughs> but it's epic. <laughs> it's an epic song. It is. It's, it's crazy. Uh, the story I that mean, it tells and just, you, it just takes you on this all over the place kind of journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's for, for me, it's the end. And, and we talked about this, uh, before we went, uh, 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 on recording, we, we talked about Riders on the Storm, mm-hmm. which also is an epic song. But though, those, I think for me, those like it, they fit together in some weird way, but it's for me, they're both epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I love listening to both The End and, and Riders on the Storm in, in my headphones mm, yeah. uh, with a dim light. And just feeling it, uh, it's there is something there is something really really different. It's I haven't heard music like that before, and I haven't heard music like this after the Doors, uh, which is kind mm-hmm. of tripping to 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 think about because there's a lot of great music out there, both from like the sixties, seventies, and eighties, and and so forth, but. Th- Nobody has done anything like this before, and not after either. So, but in in it's an uh, they started out 1965, uh, released their first album in 1967, and Jim died in 1971. So, 67 to 71, that's like four years, mm-hmm. and so much epic music. Got released from 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 uh, from that band, which is which is kind of incredible. To, yeah, they they really made a mark in a very short time. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I uh, even the producer uh, Paul Rothschild, uh, he said that he knew from the get go that this is this is uh, something completely different that than he. he uh, he was used to working with so and uh, there's a funny uh, story uh, about the uh, the engineer uh, they had have a producer that oversees the uh, when the the band is in the studio and and what goes and what not, what's not that that good and he he uh, a producer can go in and and talk to the band and say, "Hey, I think you should skip this part of the verse, and you, I think you should cut this out, and and you should put in this together, and and should do more." And it needs more cowbell more guitar. Yeah, yeah. You see, <laughs> and the engineer he he sits there w- with all the buttons and 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 stuff, and and the engineer is uh, a, a guy called Bruce Botnick. 
And so why am I mentioning this guy? Uh, uh, not only because he was uh, a part of this great album, but Bruce Butnick, he used to work, uh, work with, uh, I think, more than once, uh, which I am right now when the words are coming out of my mouth, I'm not really sure about. But at least one time he worked with Johnny Schaefer, who's been mm. on the show, who was the guitar yeah. player, studio studio player for, for ABBA. He played. He 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 was. Uh, I think he was a producer or an engineer on one of uh, Jana's uh, albums. So oh. he, uh, he was actually in Stockholm. They flew him over so that he could work with, with Jana, which I think is it's kind of cool. And I see yeah. seen some interviews with Bruce Botnick, and he seems to be a a really cool dude. Uh, and he really liked uh, Jana's music and 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 all of the stuff that came out of Stockholm, Sweden in the early 70s. So so that's a little trivia for you right there. A little trivia, yes. And if you oh, haven't yeah. heard the interview with Jana Schaefer, go listen to it. Oh, yeah. It was it was a good time. They do tell some good freaking war stories. Oh, man. I mean. Meeting Bob Marley. I mean, that, that, yeah. that, that story cracked like, me up, man. That's yeah. a great story. So, so go listen to that because it, yeah. it's just it's a fun time. Yeah, it really is. So uh, and uh, rounding up with with this album, if you haven't heard the Doors' debut album, I think you should go do that right now. It's epic. Um, if I if you would be so inclined, take on a a pair of really good headphones. And listen to this album in your headphones, uh, pro- uh, preferably uh, over ears, and, and not that that uh, Apple shit. That not the earbuds. In, in, no earbuds. No, not the earbuds. Friends not don't earbuds. let friends like, listen like, to good music <laughs> via earbuds. Okay. No. So uh, and go listen to this album because it's it's great. Um, it just skip light my fire. Li- it's okay. You, you ah, don't need to hear that song. come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Fine, Damn. listen to it. Listen to it. But don't and... come telling me any like hey, I warned you. <laughs> I warned you to skip Make it. Make up so. your own <laughs> mind. Make up your own mind. Uh, there we go. The doors. Okay. The doors. Scale yeah. of one to ten, ten being the most epic record ever. What would you rate this mm-hmm. record? Uh of of rock and roll or or hard rock and metal too? Yeah, just yeah for you know rock. Uh, eight nine, eight nine for okay. me. Yeah, it's it's epic. I mean, I, I I grew up with something different, so it's it's you put me on the spot because I know if if you com- compare it to Kiss or Black Sabbath or 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 Maiden, it's I don't know, but it's uh. I really, really love this this album, and I, for me, it's uh, something that I uh, um, I discovered new music through bands like The Doors, Rolling Stones, and so forth. I I moved away somewhat. I I broadened my horizon with 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 like 
The Doors, uh, uh, Rolling Stones, Van Morrison, uh, listen to David Bowie, um, what else is there, uh, Elton John, and, and so forth. But I always stay true to, to my roots, which is hard rock, uh, mm-hmm. especially hard rock from, from, from the late 70s, early 80s. So that's my thing because I grew up on it. I was a teenager right. in 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 the early eighties. So of course that stuff is is uh, embedded in 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 my DNA. But uh, mm-hmm. the doors, I mean, the doors. Damn. You see, mm-hmm. go make it happen. Yes, go make it happen. Go listen to it. Have some fun. And a little programming note before we bail: uh, we're going to take a couple weeks off. Uh, we might have a little surprise in between, but oh, uh, yeah. we're going to, we're going to have uh, a couple weeks off to go tidy some things up and get ready for the next, the next phase of sounds on vinyl and some other things that we're working on. And, oh, yeah. uh, yeah, until then check out the website, go back and listen to some of the older episodes. And, uh, I guess until we meet again later, later. This has been the Sounds on Vinyl Show with Mike Spenson and Phil Boyer. Produced by Boozehound Entertainment in cooperation with Boozehound Music. Intro and outro music by Dead Anarchy, courtesy of Shop Glass Records. For exclusive playlists, videos, and other extras, visit soundsonvinyl.com. Thanks for listening and for all your motherfucking support.